Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. This is the first episode in year two of this show, 2022. It's also the first episode since October, I believe. I'm sorry that I disappeared there, Anya, at the end of the year. I had some technical difficulties that I was not able to overcome. I hope you stuck with MLS throughout the postseason and watched all the U.S. qualifying matches. I'm here today to put a cap on all that and to set the table for what we've got coming up in January and February. So let's get right into it. The last we spoke was in October and the regular season was still going on. The New England Revolution had an opportunity to set a new record for points earned in the regular season. They did indeed break that record. That's a record that Toronto set in 2017. The Red Bulls broke it in 2018. Then LAFC set a new bar in 2019. And then here we are in 2021 in the New England Revolution. We're able to beat all of them, earning 73 points in the regular season and setting a new all-time mark. So congratulations to the New England Revolution. They are an original club to the league being established in 1996. They are now being managed by Bruce Arena and led by such stars as Matt Turner, Tejon Buchanan, Gustavo Bo, and Carlos Hill. So congratulations to the New England Revolution for winning the 2021 Supporter Shield with the best regular season record not only of the year, but as it turns out, of all time. However, their regular season success did not translate to the postseason, where they lost at home to New York City. With the top seeds in both conferences falling out early, hosting honors fell to Portland. So the Portland Timbers hosted New York City FC in the MLS Cup Final, and New York emerged as the victors in overtime. So congratulations to the 2021 MLS Cup champions, New York City FC. Both of these teams, New England and New York, by virtue of winning these trophies, booked their spots in the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League. The Champions League is the annual international club competition that determines the best club in our confederation, which makes up North and Central America and the Caribbean. The United States always sends four clubs to this tournament. So the four we have going this year are New England, New York. We also have the Colorado Rapids, who won the Western Conference regular season top seed. And then with the absence of a U.S. Open Cup champion, because no tournament has been played for the Open Cup since 2019, So in the absence of that, they look further down the chart for the next most successful U.S.-based Major League Soccer team, and that is Seattle. So you got New England, New York, Colorado, and Seattle representing the United States in this year's Champions League. Major League Soccer also has a fifth club in the tournament with Toronto representing Canada. We followed the 2021 Champions League closely on this show last year, hoping that it would be the year that an MLS club would finally win the tournament. Alas, it did not happen. It finished the way all the other tournaments have finished, which is with the Mexican club winning it all. This time it was Monterey beating Club America in the final. But hopefully this year will be the year that we can at last see the United States with continental success. The tournament will take place this year from February to May, with the first match day being on February 15th. Speaking of February, Major League Soccer will kick off its 27th season on February 26th. It seems like every year we have a new club joining the league. Last year it was Austin. This year it is Charlotte. So welcome to Charlotte FC as the latest Major League Soccer club. And I would say this, I started this show 
after going through the expansion experiences in both Atlanta and Nashville. And what I learned during that time was that with each expansion, there's a whole group of fans that are new to the sport. They're just excited to have a new pro team of, of some sort in their city, and they want to get involved, and they're getting caught up in the excitement, but maybe they don't know a lot about soccer. If you know somebody like that or if that's you, please um, tune into this show or let people know about this show because that's exactly what this is for. I want this show to be for new fans and for curious sports fans and also for soccer fans that maybe don't follow the American game too closely. This is somewhere you can go to get a quick check-in just to get an update on everything that's happening without any long deep dives or anything like that, just enough to set up the context and the storylines of the action that might be going on that week. So if you happen to see a game on TV, you might know a little bit more about what's going on, you know, know the storylines behind it, and maybe you'll be a little bit more inclined to put down that remote control and watch some of the action with me. So anyway, with all that out of the way, let's turn the page to the U.S. men's national team. 2021 was a historically successful year for the U.S. men. They beat Mexico three different times in the calendar year. They won the Nations League final in June. They won the Gold Cup final in July. And then at the end of the year, we met up in a World Cup qualifying match, and the United States won that one also. So after beating Mexico, the United States was briefly in first place in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. They would then go to Jamaica and play to a draw, and that dropped them down to second place after Canada upset Mexico. So Mexico lost to both the United States and Canada in the last window, and they find themselves in third place. Only the top three finishers are guaranteed to go to the World Cup, which is taking place this year. 2022 is a World Cup year, and we've got to find out which teams from CONCACAF are going to go. We're going to have the top three qualifying teams guaranteed to go, and that fourth one's going to play in a playoff match with somebody else from a different part of the world. Right now, the United States sits in second place. So that looks strong. That looks okay, especially considering the 3-0 record we had against Mexico last year. However, we've looked weak on the road, and we have our two toughest road matches to go. We're going to be playing in Mexico in the, in the next window, the final window of qualifying. And coming up in this window that we've got next, we're having to go to Canada. So our toughest matches are still ahead of us, and Panama is knocking on the door in fourth place. And there's, there's still no guarantee that we've made this tournament. So we, we have got to be able to stay focused, and we've got to see success. Now, the U.S. men are in camp right now. However, it is an all-MLS camp. This is not the camp that's going to give us the roster for the next qualifying matches. Berhalter called this camp in because Major League Soccer is out of season, and he wants these guys to be in shape. So he's brought them in, he's got them running around, he's going to try to get them all match fit because he's going to need options. He's already indicated that because of COVID protocols, there's a good chance he's going to have a lot of players who drop out of availability, and he's going to need to be able to call on a larger pool of people in order to just have warm bodies on the field. So right now, it's nothing but MLS players in the camp. And of course, before we get to the match, he's going to be bringing in the European-based professionals, and we'll be able to put our top squad on the field. The first match of this next window is on January 27th. The next U.S. match is January 27th. We'll be hosting El Salvador. That'll be followed by the trip to Canada January 30th. That will be played outdoors, and the temperatures are going to be extreme. Then we're going to be playing February 2nd, hosting Honduras. That is a three-match window. So again, all the challenges that we were seeing last year with how to manage minutes, how to manage players and rosters in order to get the most out of a team with three games inside a week. 
We're going to have that challenge again. I find that I like that. I like it a lot. I think it adds a lot to the mental game. It adds a lot to what a manager has to do in, in terms of the chess match aspect of it all. So that's January 27th, January 30th, and February 2nd. And after this window, there will only be one window left to go. And the World Cup starts on November 21st in Qatar. So with that November World Cup this time around, Major League Soccer is having its earliest start ever. And they're going to make sure they play out their season and have MLS Cup held prior to the beginning of the World Cup. So we have a jam-packed year ahead of us. We have a jam-packed Major League Soccer season and all the other tournaments those clubs will play in. And I'll walk you through those as we come up to them. We have World Cup qualifying and hopefully the World Cup itself at the end of the year. Now, real quick before I go, I want to give a shout out to all the commenters on the Extra Time Twitter account for helping educate me on the value and the virtue and the beauty of the new soccer ball design that will be used by MLS in the 2022 season. I've come to realize that it's an amazing thing to be the only professional league of any sport in the world to have flowers on their ball. And I feel good about the future health of the league that we have such a strong demographic of florists and botanists but anyway until they announce the rosters for the january 27th match that's going to do it for this episode of american soccer quick kicks i'll talk to you next time